Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one life-affirming page of Talmud every day. And today, in Moed Katan 6, we learned another one of those lessons that sneak up on us, as Talmudic wisdom so often does, pretending to be just a dry bit of legalistic argumentation, but delivering instead a profound insight that is still very much relevant to us today. Here's how the discussion begins. Suppose, the rabbis ask, that you had a field with nice trees growing everywhere and a gravesite just outside of it. Now, suppose that the actual place of the grave was never plowed and simply lost over time. How then can we rely on the presence of trees to indicate that the grave had been plowed in the field? This leads to a long discussion of marking boundaries in order to make sure that the grave, the place of ritual impurity, is clearly noted. Now, if this was your job, you'd be forgiven for going ahead and erring on the side of caution, deciding that it's better to just move the marker up as far as possible, you know, just to be on the safe side. Which, it turns out, is precisely what the rabbis don't want you to do. Have a listen. And if you wish, say instead, this is not a concern, as we said earlier that one does not distance the marker too far from the actual site of ritual impurity so as not to cause a loss of Eretz Yisrael. As the marker is located near the trees, presumably the trees are close to the actual site of the grave and the site of the grave was plowed. How beautiful is that phrase, one does not distance the marker too far so as not to cause a loss of Eretz Israel of the land of Israel. With every inch you move the marker up, just out of precaution, you lose an inch of the promised land. Or, to put it more bluntly, every decision you make, just to be on the safe side, takes away a little bit of space you could occupy here in the real world takes away just one little possibility of joy and pleasure and life. It's a message us risk-averse Americans need to hear. Increasingly, it seems, and in all areas of life, we gauge risk and decide that none of it is acceptable. We choose the stricter measure and tell ourselves that we're being righteous, that we're being responsible, that we're operating out of an abundance of caution. We invest in technologies designed to reduce or eliminate risk altogether, even if these technologies, say, smart cars that demand we take a breathalyzer test before starting the engine to prevent drunk driving, even if these technologies reduce us in turn to automatons and rob us of the agency that is at the very core of the human experience. We're in the middle of a pandemic with the rules and the norms still rapidly changing and with different people arguing for different policies. An argument that often gets much more heated than it needs to be. But if you're wondering what risk aversion is doing to us as a nation, you may want to start with some bottom lines. Here's one. Since 1965, federal research and development funding as a percentage of the GDP has declined by 60 
5%. That means that the growth engine, federal spending, that paid for the invention of the radar, jet fighters, atomic power, electronics, the internet, to name just a few things that have fundamentally changed the way we live today, is grinding to a halt. Because R&D is risky. It calls for investing in the uncertain, putting down money without being sure what's going to happen in return, admitting that you may fail and lose and then have to get up and shake the dust off and try again. Increasingly, that's an attitude considered completely unacceptable by the efficiency experts who deck the halls of our business schools and government offices. Too often, they're a penny wise and a pound foolish, saving a bit of money today but making tomorrow much poorer. Walt Whitman, the closest thing we've got to a national poet, sniffed out this danger when he wrote one of his most famous poems. For we cannot tarry here. We must march, my darlings, we must bear the brunt of danger. We, the youthful, sinewy races, all the rest on us depend. Pioneers, oh pioneers. The rabbis fully agree. Sometimes we must be pioneers. Sometimes we must bear the brunt of danger because the alternative is to cower and watch as inch by inch the world grows smaller and darker and more devoid of light and life. You could call it safety if you want, but it's something more like death. And life is much too short for anything like that. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>